Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right, welcome back into the Fitness Fanatics. If you missed any part of the show here, you can catch us on our podcast platforms. You can go to theticketfm.com. We are under the Ticket Weekends uh, tab there. Also, if you want to text the show, you can text us on the Starter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. You can check us out on the Ticket's Facebook page, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Allo Channel 951. So there's really no reason why you should not be listening to this show <laughs> at some point during the week. Yeah. So hopefully um, we're able to lift you up, give you some you know, good positive positive energy <laughs> well because i you say motivation but oh okay. you know like ad says you know we don't know what motivates you right you know so it's hard to be a motivational speaker when everybody's motivated by different things yeah. so um so please check us out um we've been joined in studio by our thousand dollar winner errol has been with us here so we want to kind of get into like why you because i know like for me the reason i started ferals we most of us have now, not everybody. Most of us have kind of a wake-up call where it's like, okay, I've put this off long enough. I right. need to do something. And, and for me, it was at age 30 when I was denied life insurance. And I was drove all over the – we lived in Iowa at the time. I was in sales. I drove probably 30,000, 40,000 miles a year. You know, <laughs> I could have gotten a car accident at any moment and – nothing nicole stay-at-home mom with our two young kids and their their lives would have been upended um like i i don't even want to think about how they would have been impacted because i mean no income no life insurance mortgage two kids mm -hmm. she would have been pretty pissed she probably just would have, <laughs> she probably just would have threw me into the river i'm assuming like all right, <laughs> you know what? I just can't afford to do a proper service, so I'm just going to tell the ambulance to just drop you in the just the local river. I don't care where is wherever it is, but in Sioux City, Iowa, just dump him in the Wherever he is. <laughs> it, I mean, there. that's all I can afford, you know? So that was kind of my wake-up call where it was like, yeah. I need to do something because I need, to, I need to just take better care of myself. So mm -hmm. what was that moment for you where you were like, okay, I need to reach out to, to Ferrell's and say, hey, this I need to get started. Yeah, well, it's been a few years ago, but I had a, a major uh, medical episode, and that was a, a real wake-up call. And and even after that happened, I still just kind of dealing with that. I didn't know really how to proceed, and yeah, I would look into you know new and different ideas of you know what gym I you know wanted to go to, and it, so I just kept you know, procrastinating and, and putting it off. And, you know, meanwhile, looking at the scale, my, you know, weight just kept getting higher and higher and, and, you know, reached the 300 pound mark, you know, more than once. And I'd do a little bit to kind of get it back down. But I think I joined Ferrell's at 294 is, okay. is where I was at officially. But, uh, so there was that and, um, just, I knew I needed to do something. Right. Uh, right. Quick. Like, you know, I felt, you know, I was feeling the pressure of if I don't address this, you know, it's going to happen again. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and I know like when you, when you started and, and I, I talked, I mean, I text with so many people, I talked to so many people and it's like, 
trying to get people through the door and to start is always a tough job for me. But I know once they get in there, they're really going to like it. And you were, you were kind of tough to get in there. You're like, well, I, just, I don't know. So I, I let you do, <laughs> yeah. you come for a week, you know, to try it out. Um, and you still were just, I remember talking to you at the counter. You're just, oh, just a little right. hesitant on what to do. Um, you know, when you first started, Nicole's like, he really reminds me of my dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, if you see Errol now, like, if you're watching us like on Facebook or, you know, <laughs> he, you wouldn't even recognize him. Like when he first walked into yeah. Farrell's just like, cause you had a big beard. Yeah. I mean, you just look like you're like, you know, and you're just... really quiet and it's five o'clock in the morning. Right. So that's always, you know, you, we're not ourselves generally at that time, you know? So you're coming in, you're apprehensive. Yeah. And it's when you, you're when like, you, I don't know what I like about the challenge is, you kind of all start together. So when you when you started, you started a little bit before the ten weeks. You know, you come in and you're just kind of you're just by yourself. You know, I know people would talk to you and say, "Hey, you know, how's it oh, going?" Yeah. Um, Very supportive. <laughs> and I was really trying to get you to do the ten weeks. You know, so I introduced you to the coaches and Will, who's former thousand dollar winner, and Joel. And I know you were still just mm, I just don't know if I want to do this or not. <laughs> I think that's kind of how you sounded too. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you're really Probably. straining to think about if you wanted to do this or not. Um, yeah. You know, all my interests and motivations for joining Farrell's had nothing to do with the challenge whatsoever. Yeah. So <clears throat> I didn't want to approach a situation just based on a 10 week challenge. Right. I knew right. that whether I liked it or, or, loved it or whatever I, I needed to keep going so i right. didn't i didn't want to have 10 weeks on my mind i, I wanted to have six months on my mind or yes or whatever yes. so that's why i was like i don't know if you need cares it about this 10 week stuff i don't that's why i wasn't interested yeah. in it yeah and i i like the reason i like to encourage people to do it is just because yeah we obviously we don't want it 10 weeks is just then you never have to do anything again you're just magically right. going to stay the same but i like the starting an ending point the initial ending point because you know like okay we got i got 10 weeks i'm getting my picture done i'm taking a final picture you know what can i accomplish in 10 weeks instead of like long-term goals are i mean they seem so daunting like okay i'm what am i going to be like a year from now like what are we going to be like tomorrow and the next day you know and just those little things um to do but you had i mean you you just had an amazing transformation. I believe you lost like 35, 36 pounds, something like that. Um, Nicole, can you, do you have like the, can you pull up this picture with the stats on it? We just mm-hmm. want to kind of go just cause it's, it's, I know we've been doing this for so long and I'm still amazed at what people can do Yeah, in just a short amount of time. Well, I will say that that was my line of thinking. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who cares about 10? Now I'd highly recommend it. It's, <laughs> okay. Well, it's, it's great. And, you know, I remember when I first reached out to Farrell's, I think I clicked on a button or something or sent a text. And, and then you reached out to me and said, hey, this is Jeff. What what information are you looking for? Right. Because there's that link or whatnot. And so that was my first uh, interaction with Farrell's was texting back mm-hmm. and forth with you. And I had multiple questions and you answered them, you know, very quickly and and whatnot and 
I remember you asked me, are you thinking about starting? I said, I'm considering it (laughs) on Monday. (laughs) Monday comes and goes and Uh, I didn't show up. And guess who texts me Monday afternoon? Jeff, hey, I didn't see you at class today. (laughs) What uh, are you? I said, well, (laughs) man, what a guy. I'll be there tomorrow. So that's. Yeah, so you that's started you, on you got me day? in the door because you texted me. We never met before. Right, we never talked. Here we are exchanging messages, and Jeff's like, "Hey, why weren't you there today? I don't know. Maybe because I haven't joined. I haven't signed up. <laughs> right. I have nothing, so no skin you, in Jeff. the game. It's appreciate, early. Appreciate you getting me <laughs> well, over yes. the hump and getting me in the door. So yes. yes. So looking I know at you your like to tell the story about convincing me to do the challenge. The best story is convincing me to get in the door. Well, and, and there's up. so many times where people will pull in the parking lot and just because it's so it, it is intimidating you know mm-hmm. g- going into a new gym wherever whatever gym you're going to it's intimidating to start because you're like people are going to look at me they're going to judge me i don't know what i'm doing um you know and yeah it's tough at first but you know you just get, and i think i was like now you're probably not going to know what's going on in here <laughs> um, but the more you do it then just a little bit easier that yeah it gets. there is that that factor of the unknown for me i wasn't too worried about the intimidation part of it for me it was just the i didn't know if i would like it i didn't mm-hmm. know if i yeah. would like the instructor class based stuff i'd always just went in lifted did cardio leave at a regular gym and i didn't know if i'd like standing shoulder to shoulder with 15 or 20 people or whatever it is and it's great right. i couldn't it's it's the best thing that's ever happened to me so well and i, I just didn't know if, if is this going to be one yeah. more thing that i start and mm-hmm. don't like and right. don't follow through with yeah. or is this going to be something that yeah this is this is what i'm looking for and that's definitely been answered so yeah i shared it the orientation yesterday <clears throat> that i had seen a post on twitter or instagram or something that said the heaviest piece of equipment at a gym is the front door just pulling that front door open is the, sometimes sometimes that's the hardest piece of equipment to work, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's so true sometimes for people, especially getting started. But I looked up your stats from your um, from your before and after. And so I, it doesn't we don't put weight loss. So do you remember how much the weight loss was? Um, I remember. I first weighed in at 289 and I think at the end it was. I feel like you lost 30 pounds in the 10 weeks, maybe. Yeah. I think it was about 35. I think it was 40. Okay. Total from when you started, started to the 10, the end of the 10 weeks. Yeah. 39 or 40, but I can't remember. The one that the stat that I really like, um, you know, weight loss is really good, especially if you have weight to lose, which a lot of times, especially men, when they come in, you generally are trying to lose some weight. But um, in addition to the, the weight loss, you also lost over 24 inches in 10 weeks, which I think that's incredible, like 24 inches lost. And we only measure five places for our measurements, chest, waist, hips, um, arm and leg. So from that to be 24 inches smaller as a human, like, you know, and for for people for health reasons that, you know, that's what we talk about. That's what a lot of fitness um, or health and wellness talks about that uh, hip to waist ratio. And so to be able to lose inches off of your waist, that's, that is showing that you are healthier in the terms that you're losing fat around your organs, you're losing mm-hmm. fat, you know, so like that's more important sometimes um, than kind of that weight loss. So to have 
the weight loss is great to see and it's motivating, but then to see that, that those inches lost, that's a really remarkable amount of inches to lose in 10 weeks. That's above average for and then body, sure. We put body fat percentage. Yeah. Your body fat, body fat percentage went from 38.6 to 32.1%. So, yep. Yeah. And Very I think good. you had lost like 30 some pounds of fat off mm-hmm. your body, yeah. which, yep. you know, the reason I got denied life insurance because I had too much fat around my kidney and livers. What? Livers. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? Liver, liver and kidneys. <laughs> and kidneys. You said that yesterday at the orientation too, and I'm I like, said livers. I know. Yeah, I was like, I know he knows that he doesn't have more than one liver. I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I only have one liver. <laughs> I know. But and they as, weren't as we all yeah, do. <laughs> they weren't functioning. So for men, especially, that's where we get into trouble. Is our 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 visceral fat that's around in our midsection, yeah. which is where we carry it. You know, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Most men. So no, that's, that's a fantastic, did you have anything that you struggled with or, um, you know, like what, what was kind of, hopefully our, some of our new people are listening. I shared it on the page. Okay. So what, what challenges? The biggest challenge for me is, is getting up that early, getting up Mm -hmm. at four o'clock in the morning, um, to get in there to do the five o'clock, the 5am class. I'm not a morning person, but. I'm also not an afternoon person either when I get off work. So (laughs) it's like, I'm going to get it done in the morning. Yes. And, you know, if there's anybody out there that's thinking about doing this, uh, I would highly, highly recommend uh, the morning um, for a lot of different reasons. But if if you want to have the the best results and the maximum results, you know, consistency and getting to the gym is huge. Well, if you're doing it in the morning and you get it, there's something very satisfying about having that done first thing in the morning. But if you do oversleep or if you just simply can't make it like happened to me, probably, I don't know, a dozen times in that 10 week challenge, you can still catch the evening class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you're going to the evening classes and something pops up and you can't make it, well then you've just skipped a workout, which isn't the worst thing in the world. You can just get right back on the right, you know, on board the next day. But if I, ended up missing one class and it was actually on a Saturday and Saturdays only know, morning classes. only morning yeah so had there been a Saturday afternoon class I would have had perfect attendance but um now that's I, what I would recommend mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I don't think anybody wants a Saturday afternoon class <laughs> yeah, in September I do. or no, October not, yeah. or November <laughs> I, I wouldn't true. be there yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah that's so true good point. but that is a really good point and yes. also I think for me I'm a morning person too so I prefer to work out in the morning but um think about those days where you did oversleep or you weren't able to make it in the morning like wasn't your day wasn't it just a little bit harder to get yourself going because you're used to like waking up and working out yeah it was and yeah. then you know i would feel guilty about not you know and there was a lot of a lot of times where it was it was planned you know misses in the morning yeah. where mm-hmm. I, I knew i wasn't going to be there because you know i was son was playing baseball or whatever till mm-hmm. 10 30 11 o'clock at night four hours just isn't enough time to turn around and get up that early in the morning right. so i would just come in on you know the evening classes for those days mm-hmm. but yeah, if I did actually oversleep and, you know, it wasn't a, a, a planned absence, it would just eat at me all day long. Mm-hmm. I miss my workout. It's like know, hanging over your head. I need to go head. do that. Yeah. I need to go do that. So yeah. I would make that up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, in addition to the, like, physical reasons why, you also kind of had more of an emotional 
oh yeah like component to why you wanted to start you want to you know touch on that a little bit it's important for people it's hard to talk about but it's important for people to you know yep about a year ago uh well it's coming up on a year uh my dad passed away and so that was kind of tough uh but you know it's just one of those situations where you know he had he had cancer and it went pretty quick for him and yeah. I just wanted to be able to control. Right, right. Do what you can control. Yeah, my yes. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and take, yeah. Just kind of take control, you know, because <clears throat> some people can't. So, you know. Yep. Well, in your session, so normally in our 10-week sessions, um, AED, Aaron Davis comes in and speaks. And he actually wasn't able to come in and speak during your session. Um, but he did speak yesterday during the 10-week um, orientation and we're actually going to pull that off and we're going to share it. Um, so I would highly recommend that you listen to that because yeah. he talks about how losing important people in his life, how that was definitely a big is and still is a big motivator for him. So oh, yeah. yeah, you're going to want to listen to that because you're going to, you're definitely going to be able to relate with that. But Jeff talks about that all the time, having his dad passed away from a stroke and also has an uncle and his grandfather. Like it's definitely something that is hereditary in his family. And that's what you say, Jeff too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, my dad, it's been over eight years since he passed away. Um, we went down and saw him. We did, did a little hiking. Um, he, they went to Arizona for five months out of the year and we had, they, they'd gone down there for probably 12 years. We had never gone down to visit him one time at 12 years in Arizona. 2015, we went down to visit him, uh, met some friends of ours down there who grew up in Yuma, Arizona, did some hiking with them, spent a few days with them. You know, we left, gave him a hug, love you. Two weeks later, he died of a stroke. Wow. And I had never, never had we gone to visit him in Arizona. And that one year we decided to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not many people get to give their dad a hug and say, love you as the last time they, they see them or say something right. to him, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, he was 69. Um, he, he was, he loved to argue yeah. <laughs> and yell at people. So he was actually like in court defending himself. In well, he wasn't little, defending himself. It was yeah, he small was. claims court, small claims but he court. wasn't the defendant. You know, yeah, he was, right. he was suing a guy that was supposed to be building a deck <laughs> right. at their place in Yuma. And I'm sure he was just lighting him up (laughs) and then he just had a stroke and he was gone the next day, like that quick. Uh, my uncle, uh, my dad's brother died of a stroke. Um, I think he was 70, just got out of the car. They were going to the state fair, got out of the car, stood up, gone. My grandpa died of a stroke as well in his early seventies. So that is in my family in the Essink bloodstream. Um, you know, and I could use that as a reason, like, and I'm going to die anyway at 70, Mm -hmm. like next week I'm going to be 45. Okay. Well, I have about 25 years left on this earth. So why would I try to take care of myself? And, you know, because I want to do everything I can now that may be my fate. I don't know, but I'm not going to let that be a reason while I'm not going to try to live longer than that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so that's kind of one of my motivating factors. And two, when I tell like people, you know, why should you run or why should you work out? Do it because you can, mm-hmm. because your dad can't, my right. dad can't. 
there's people, um, you know, that, that they can't do certain things, but we can, you know, we can control as AD mm -hmm. talked about in his, in his talk with the group yesterday, consistency, you know, the gym is consistent. As soon as you walk out the door, life is inconsistent. Yep. So we can only control what we can control. We can control working out. We can control what we eat, right? <laughs> There's certain things we can't control. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's just for whatever reasons are unfair and, and but you know, we can only do the best to control what we can control. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We'll come back. We're gonna talk um Errol's getting ready to do the Nebraska football road race, which is going to be pretty awesome. That's next Sunday, so we're going to talk about that here. Coming up on Fitness Fanatics, 93.7 The Ticket. Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the Fitness Fanatics. We are joined in studio by one of our $1,000 winners. Errol has been in with us for the last hour. If you miss any part of that you can check us out on all the podcast platforms the ticketfm.com um, if you have any comments you want to send our way 402-464-5685 all right so this next subject i want to talk about is you know yes it's 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 great to oh i've lost 40 pounds and this and that and all these inches but i want to see or talk to you about how it's affected your life in other ways. I mean, obviously you look smaller and you look different and you wear smaller jeans and shirts and that type of thing. But like, you know, how has it affected other areas of your life? Just deciding to put yourself first for an hour a day. Yeah. Well, the body just feels differently when you, when you shed, you know, 45 pounds off or whatever. So just moving around on a daily basis, I used to just get so exhausted simply walking from the basement upstairs, you know, felt like a workout and, and, you know, now, you know, going to the gym six days a week and, and, you know, I actually went on a three, 3.1 mile, uh, run, a jog, yeah. it's called a jog <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> with my daughter. So that was fun. She's nine and, and, uh, she was a little bit bored waiting for me cause <laughs> She she can run, but just the fact that we were out there together was was a lot of fun, and and uh, so we look forward to doing the the uh, the race coming up. So just you know, being able to to enjoy those moments is pretty special. Well, and just think to sixteen weeks ago, like if your daughter would have said, "Hey, Dad, uh, let's go, let's go for a jog." Yeah, you would have been like, "I want to go run today." Yeah. What? No. How about no. we watch television? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds a lot better. Exactly. Yeah, that that definitely was not happening. It was, it was not even on the, on the radar or a possibility. That's one of my favorite parts about. I mean, I've done Ferrells for sixteen years, but, um, you know, that's what I've enjoyed the most about it. The the things that just that consistency has allowed me to do beyond that 45 minutes in the gym. So like I, I, you're way ahead of me. I didn't run a step until two, like two years into my Ferrell's journey that I started running. So, but you said you've ran before. That was kind of your, your routine was the lifting and running, but um, I didn't run for years, but once I did start, it's been, you know, 14 years of, 5Ks and half marathons. I've done a couple of full marathons, some triathlons. It's all stuff that I don't think I ever would have even had the confidence to yeah. think that I could even do um, if I hadn't had that, 
you know you can walk in and do 45 minutes of kickboxing. You, in fact, you do doubles sometimes. You did the three hours of the last chance workout. Like you've you've really gone all in as far as the, you know, the program goes. And we're not saying that you have to do double workouts to, to be successful. But I think for you, that was more of like a mental challenge, a physical challenge for yourself, like to just because, you know, you felt like, well, let's see what else I can do. And right, like you're yeah. already there to figure out what else can I do. Yeah, things, it's there's there's kind of a evolution of working out. It's like oh, I don't want to go to oh I go and and this is this hurts this you know there's soreness to the soreness goes away which you know I trick my brain and and just tell myself that soreness and stiffness is progress. It is though, you know? yeah. <laughs> and you dread the stiffness and the soreness, and then there becomes a part where you look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Because when you work out and you don't feel stiff or you don't feel sorry, you're like, well, what's happening? I could have worked a little harder. Did I not go hard enough to, Mm -hmm. hey, I feel pretty good. I want to do two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to do another one. Or sometimes I do two because the first one wasn't all that great. Yeah. You you just weren't there. You weren't, you know, you didn't have it in you. Yeah. I wasn't locked in. And so, but it's, it's enjoyable. Now, I, when I was in the fitness and when I was lifting and running, it was over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was 2001, 2002, 2003. So it's, it's been a long, long yeah. while. <laughs> it wasn't five years ago. I was, you know, in the, a great shape. Right. It was, it was a long time ago. I think so. sometimes that makes it harder though, because you're competing with 20 years ago, you, yeah. you know what I mean? You're like basically competing with a 20 year old, young, younger version of yourself. Right. So mentally that can be harder sometimes. I've talked about that when it comes to races, like, I feel like there should be a handicap um, on your PRs because it's like I'm competing against 30-year-old me when I go out to do half marathons. I'm like, I'm 43 now. That doesn't seem very fair. But age is just a number. Like, I'm planning and hoping to PR my half marathon this year. But Well, yeah. I'm going to be 45 next Saturday. And when I was 30, I was in the body of a 45-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that I'm 45... I'm probably in the body of a 30-year-old. So age is just a number. Right, right. I mean, I might have been in the body of a 60-year-old when I was 30 <laughs> years old. That's how bad a shape I was in. Um, so, yeah, no, the, we, we talked, too, about, you know, <clears throat> being healthy and taking care of yourself, putting yourself first. It's not a It's not a selfish thing where it's like, you know, oh, my kids go first. Yeah, that you want your kids. Obviously, you're, you're going to take care of your kids. But just having that hour to yourself and feeling better physically and mentally, you know, makes you a better parent, makes you a be- better in your job. Because like you said, you don't get tired, really. Right? So you're just you're just it improves your overall life so much better. Just focusing on those two things of exercising yeah. and eating well. Well, ta- and even talking about, you know, running with your daughter, she's, <clears throat> you know, a, she's a run a fast runner as kids are. They just don't have that limit in their heads. They don't feel heat, they don't feel cold, they just go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you talked about your son is in baseball. Has that like improved kind of your relationship with him as far as baseball goes and stuff like that or you feel like you're, you know, a little more of a participant than just a, you know, yeah. yeah. It was Every year, I I uh, I'm either an assistant coach or this year I was was more of a helper, mm-hmm. but uh, go to the practices and and help the kids. And this year, 
you know, the baseball and, and the challenge and the, the entering ferals kind of ran parallel to each other. So it was, you know, it was easier to get out there in the heat and get out there and just move around and do some of the drills. So it, it was, it was very helpful in that manner. How was the, oh, were you going to say, go ahead. No, I wasn't going to say anything. How was the nutrition piece for you? Um, Because we, you know, in like our last segment, we were, you had mentioned that um, the nutrition is the hardest part. Yeah. Um, For everybody. For 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 almost everybody. For most everybody on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Nutrition is the hardest part. Working out to us is the easy part. Sure. That's that's the easy Especially part. Especially when you enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, I enjoy working out. Yes, because we're going in and and when we take classes and stuff, you know, people are telling us what to do. <laughs> so you just do like you come into yeah. Ferrell's and you know I'm teaching or Molly or whoever's just like, all right, right jab, all right, we're gonna do ten push-ups and you just follow directions. Yeah. But when you leave the door, leave leave the leave outside of the gym, now it's all on you. You know, you don't have somebody. Saying, okay, Errol, we have six ounces of chicken breast for you, a <laughs> cup of broccoli, and a cup of Spanish rice. Ready, go. Eat. This right. is your lunch. Yeah. And go, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We so what, what, what was, how did you handle the nutrition aspect of it? I just kind of fell back on what I did 20 years ago. I actually haven't really delved too far into the, the feral side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of relied on the old body for life. Well, that is that that Which is, it is the Farrell's meal plan. Yeah, yes. so we've the Farrell's meal plan is very like we said similar. Now it, as technology has advanced and we've gotten like the in body and have kind of delved more into the macronutrient part, we do introduce that. But yeah, if you're following kind of those principles of body of life, yeah. it's the same thing. It's kind of the old school version. Yeah, is, for sure. Which is your protein is your fist and the carb is the thickness right no oh, your carb is your fist <laughs> yeah gym owner carve the size of your fist carve the size of your fist right. protein size of your palm and the thickness without weighing stuff out right that's kind of your your you know your go-to mm-hmm. it's something that's been uh helpful for me is just doing meal prepping and and cooking things and getting everything or a lot of it at least ready in advance mm-hmm. like I'll, yeah i'll take turkey burgers or or regular burgers and grill them out. I'll, I'll do 12 or 15 at a time and then keep three or four of them out ready to go. Then I'll freeze the other ones. Right. You know, so cause I'm not much of a cook. Go home and yeah. you just basically right. keep it, kept it simple. Yeah. yeah. Keep like, it simple. Sometimes we get to make things too complicated and it's just yeah. like most everybody <laughs> listening knows what is healthy and what is unhealthy, yeah. right? We know <laughs> yeah, that, right? You know, I know me drinking the sparkling water is better for me than drinking a Pepsi, right? Especially when it just magically appears and you never have to go to the grocery <laughs> right. store. You steal right. my water all the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, so we, we know, typically we know what is good for us and what is bad for us, right? You know, candy bar and pop. And Nicole used to work for a Oh, never, never mind. Um, and, and chips and stuff like that. So it's just a matter of just eating healthy, you know, and if you don't keep track of your macros, that's okay. Yeah. As long as you're not putting crap into your body. Yeah, you're eat, making all health, the time. healthier choices. Yes. You're and watching your portion size, yes, which is probably yes. a big, big one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. We just get too wrapped up in our heads about, oh, I need this and that. And, and it's just like, when things get too complicated, that's when we tend to quit. 
you know yeah having healthy meals ready to go yes you know yes the fitness part of it you don't have to plan any, anything at all you guys take care of that right so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it was explained to me there's 24 hours a day if, if you sleep you know six hours a day you're awake for 18 if mm-hmm. you exercise for one that's you know you're down to 15 you're down left. to 15 and what you're sticking in your mouth those 15 hours out of the day you're awake is, yeah. is what's going to make or break you it so, is because we've been at this for a long time exercising like she said yesterday we exercise for our job that's our job we get to go we get put workout clothes on i wear shorts t-shirt hat six days a week and and i get a workout that's my job um and we can't just eat whatever we want right and so we, if can't we can't just do eat it whatever we want <laughs> nobody can we've been working out six days a week for 15 years straight (laughs) um and i can tell you that's not true because you did not work out yesterday for the most part (laughs) so five days a week at least for 15 years (laughs) but when we're on nutrition wise that's when we're at our best yep and we know how to eat but you know we're also human what does uh (laughs) this will be our last thing we'll go to break because i know you guys want to talk about football but like what does an, a typical day of eating look like for you now? Just kind of run us through. Like, because we, as humans, we tend to eat the same, like, three to four breakfasts, three to four lunches, dinners kind of mixed up. So, what's kind of an average day for you? Yeah. Like, well, I, just, I need to kind of change it up because I'm at that point right now where I need to um, go back to the drawing board. But mm-hmm. in the morning, I'll have um, just like a, an energy bar pre workout. I've noticed that helps me mm-hmm. just more mm-hmm. energy throughout. And sometimes I'll do a, a energy drink, or not an energy drink, but a, a pre-workout drink too. And then for breakfast, um, I don't really have a conventional breakfast. I'll have uh, maybe a piece of fruit and even one of those turkey burgers I was talking about. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm starving. I don't really well, care that's, what yeah. it is. Well, that's a protein and a carb, so right. that's a great combo. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, I do a lot of the, the, uh, the turkey burgers. I also do a lot of the prepackaged tuna in mm-hmm. water that i don't know if it's 2.6 ounces or whatever something that's easily yeah readily available just mm-hmm. tear it open uh steam vegetables in the evening um broccoli eat a lot of broccoli but basically fruits uh vegetables and try to do the lean lean meat and something that's i can just reach and grab for basically and, yep. and something just that's that planning something that's sustainable Right? right, you never felt like you were starving yourself, yeah. or you're just like, oh, I'm just this. Now, prior to Farrell's, what was a typical oh, day? <laughs> Here we go. Just yep. the Cinnamon right. rolls for breakfast, yeah. or nothing. A lot of times people <laughs> yeah. didn't eat. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Skip breakfast altogether. And yep. Fast uh, food. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Uh, heavy pasta. Just for everything yeah. you really should. Oh, have. those things right. taste yeah. so good, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell myself now. I know what all that stuff tastes like. So yep. I, don't, I don't need to eat it. Why yes. do I want to eat that? I know what it tastes like. Well, and once you've done, you know, once you've kind of been paying attention to your nutrition, like you could, you'll find that even if you do sit down to like a bowl of pasta, which there's nothing wrong with eating that, but you're just not going to be able to eat as much. And that's what's important is being able to learn those cues of like, okay, I'm satisfied. Like you said, I know what this tastes like. That's what I tell myself too. Like, this is not going to be the last piece of pizza I ever eat. Sometimes we get that mentality, that like last meal mentality when you, if you, especially if you restrict yourself for too, too long. Mm-hmm. And then you think like, oh gosh, this is my last meal. Well, it's not. We're grown adults. We can have this food whenever we want. It's, so it's just yeah. a matter of 
being in the moment and realizing like if, if I can stop at a quarter of what I used to eat, then I'm still going to have it. I'm going to be able to enjoy it, but I'm going to be able to feel better in the long run too. So I think that's an important part of and the as, balance. As Lance Farrell says too, when we get around Thanksgiving, he's like, you don't have to eat everything in one sitting because you can eat three hours later on <laughs> right. your meal plan. Yeah, yep. Have some turkey, have some potatoes, some vegetables. And then mm-hmm. in three, four hours, have it again yeah and then have it again you don't have to eat it all at one time so all right we're going to go to break we're going to talk a little husker football with errol on when we get back 93.7 the ticket now back to fitness fanatics on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com all right welcome back in it's our final segment here um we always like to talk a little husker sports i know like whenever we get ticket listeners that come into the studio like I, it was always like a dream of mine to talk about Nebraska on the radio. Yeah. When you up. say ticket listeners, you mean you. That <laughs> I mean, was you. We've just been doing it I enough. Mean, part of the reason I started advertising on the ticket was so I could come in and talk Husker football. I didn't <laughs> right. care if I got an enrollment. I, it was just mad. Here, here's my money. <laughs> right. um, let me come in and talk just five minutes about Nebraska. And then we'll talk a little ferals at the end. Yeah. You know, I, I don't even care about that. <laughs> so it's, I know how cool it is for me. Um, so Errol, mm-hmm. you're a big Husker fan. Um, we kind of were talking in one of the breaks here, like we got our, this first game coming up against Minnesota. Are you more excited or scared for the game? Oh boy. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I or would a little say bit excitement. of both. It's always the excitement of the, the new season and you know, there's hope bounds. So I, I would say excited. A little, little scared of like, what if we go up there and lose? And then what if we lose to Colorado? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, here we go again. Well, looking at Minnesota's uh, situation, they've, they've lost quite a few guys. And their seven-year quarterback, who seems like he was there yeah. for, <laughs> yep. forever, he's, he's now gone. And they got uh, – I think we played against him last year, though, the guy that – yeah, the, I can't remember what the backup is, but he yeah. came in in the second half after yeah. Tanner Morgan got hurt. Yes, but they're they're going to have some holes to fill too. So that there's uh, there's hope that maybe we can we can catch them. But it's you know I really wish that games you never know. I wish that mm-hmm. sometimes I, I forget, um, and I know some people like starting with this big game atmosphere because you're really excited. But me, you know, I kind of wouldn't mind starting with like a. You know, Southeast Louisiana, <laughs> like for the yeah, opener. It's a warm yes, up. It's like, a warm up. Look, Austin, have you looked at Georgia's first two games? They're jokes. Like their whole schedule is a joke. Right. They get <laughs> yeah. two cupcakes to open the schedule, and, and another we, one week eleven. Yes, and we play at Minnesota, at Colorado in Dion's first home game. Yeah, like that's, that's our openers. Yeah, and they get. Austin P and I don't even I mean just like Ball State to be fair they've earned the right to do that mm, to yeah. some degree mm, I mm. think we've earned the right well <laughs> I, I think that that right mm. has a or, bit of a term limit or just mm. just not opening with the Big Ten opponent that or we've that. done like for four years in a row mm-hmm. um, on the road you know we opened at Ohio State at Illinois in Ireland against Northwestern, and now we're going to Minnesota. How about we open up at home against one of those teams? That would be nice, right? Instead of opening well, they can't up on the all road. open at home in this conference. So well, hopefully, Trev can get that fixed. That we did not. Kidding. We have not earned As that yet. As athletic director, I think that's uh, 
one of the things that I look forward to most with him being in this position for a long time is to try to have a little wave even to out throw the around. scheduling a little bit. Our scheduling, I think, has been a little bit of a mess, and it's not all on the athletic director. But uh, yeah, scheduling. I'm of- hoping that they can at least the non-conference we don't have to play all these power five non-con games yeah the conference even, schedule is a completely different story even but. back in the you know 80s and 90s you know you played three non-conference games two of them we were like okay these are wins and then you had one game where we're playing ucla usc washington oregon you know we played oklahoma Tennessee's gone the schedule down the road. You know, that's the type of schedule that I like. I mean, the SEC does it, and I'm just like, oh, well, they play three cupcakes in one team. I, I think I read, like, Florida hasn't left the state of Florida for a non-conference game in, like, 30 years. I mean, you know, but it's the SEC, so it's fine. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> That seems a little, a little sus there. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's, I know. It's annoying. But you know yeah. what? As Coach Rule said, we're a 4-8 and eight football team, so – we got to earn that respect back, and hopefully that <laughs> we, we need will. need to build a program, and hopefully yeah. they can stop scheduling, you know. <laughs> Give losses, us a shot. Yeah. You know, stop scheduling, you know. I don't, as much as I like seeing Nebraska and Oklahoma on the field, I don't I don't need to see that matchup. When you're trying to build a program, let's true. schedule some victories. That's what the national champions are doing. Why, why yeah. wouldn't we do it? Yeah, right. Like, right. That's what Georgia <laughs> yeah. gets to do. You know, they are well, playing some people you've never heard. I think they scheduling three losses every year in non-con, <laughs> and maybe we can build some momentum. Well, some of those are planned so far in advance, yeah. too, especially with the Oklahoma. Like, I think we had higher hopes for the team right. that we were going to have when we faced, faced them. We, we do have a text from Notorious B.I.B. It says, have to be excited for the new season under Matt Rule, but it could take him a while to clean up Frost's mess. So, yeah, I think we're all like... We're always excited, let's be honest. I mean, most of us. It gets closer. Yeah, like, I'm. why would I want to be depressed in July? <laughs> right? <laughs> because, like, we could be so excited right now, or we could be like, oh, we're going to be terrible. When the game happens, if Nebraska loses to Minnesota, we're all going to be... It's, it's going to suck no matter how we feel right now in July, so I choose to be happy. <laughs> In July, right? Austin, yep. you with me? Uh, it depends on what your level of happiness. <laughs> he's too young. You, that's yeah, why he doesn't know. He doesn't remember the right, glory days. I feel Things so will sad. be fine eventually. I feel so bad. For Things a, will be fine. It's a generational thing, I think. It's a generation. Yes. We all remember when it was. We remember the glory days. So We, we were digging through some pictures <laughs> for our, our 25th anniversary was last week or two weeks ago now. Digging for some pictures in a box, and I found a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And on this VHS tape, it said, Nebraska, number one, in my dad's handwriting. <laughs> and that was from 1994 Orange Bowl. It didn't say that. You no, just I knew. Know. <laughs> you know what's on that <laughs> I, I tape. <laughs> know. And I really, we don't have a VCR, but I would love to go back and watch it um, mm-hmm. because you can see all the commercials. And we even recorded the post game. Like the college game day post game, we got to get a way to get that. When Lee Corso was like, they they took Miami to they just beat those slobs. I mean, he was all over it. It was awesome. So, all right, well, that's our cue to wrap it up here. Errol, yep. thank you for your time. We appreciate you coming in on the Sunday. Congratulations, yes. um, and we look forward to seeing what you can do with us over the next year. Thank you very yep. much for having me. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you guys next week. July sixteenth is our next episode. Have a good one.